everyone, welcome to The Exchange Daily. Today is Wednesday, April 8th, 2020. You know, I don't think I would even know the date anymore if it wasn't for these podcasts. Um, As you guys know, we've been doing a psalm every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and we're going to stay in one psalm this week, and that is Psalm 22, Psalm 22. And this is known as the the Psalm of the Cross. Um, As one author said, his name is J. Vernon McGee, a really old school preacher guy that's still on the radio here and there. Uh, He says, Psalm 22 allows us to view the crucifixion of Christ from a new position, from the cross itself. So this psalm is written in a way where it's almost as if we're getting the perspective, Jesus' perspective from the cross, but yet it's prophetic. Yeah, this hasn't happened yet. So I'm just going to read verse 6 through 8, and I'm going to read it slowly, and we'll stop and reread. And um, I want to draw your attention to a really interesting phrase. It's verse 6, where David says, I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. I am a worm and not a man. What an interesting phrase. Now, you really can look into this more, this phrase of I am a worm. Um, This is a phrase that really theologians for centuries have looked at as how Jesus, from the cross, from this perspective, I am a worm, how he is like this worm. And the word for worm here, I'll, I'll get into in a second, but it's a scarlet worm. Now, let me just make this clear, share this. Jesus made seven different I am statements in the Gospel of John, right? I am the bread of the life. I am the light of the world. I am the resurrection and the life. I mean, he made a lot of I am statements. This is a really interesting one. I am a worm. Now, in some ways, you could say it's because he felt just helpless, powerless, you know, forsaken, downtrodden, crushed, unnoticed, despised. I mean, he, he selects the weakest of creatures um, and just saying, I just feel like my strength is gone. Um, here is the idea. This word for worm, I'm going to say it wrong, but it's like tula. Um, it means worm or scarlet, worm or scarlet or scarlet worm. Um, this was a worm in the Middle East that they would use. It's primarily located in the Middle East, but they would use this worm to like crush it up to make scarlet like dye. Now, here's what's interesting. This word is used elsewhere uh, to refer to not a worm, but scarlet. So maybe you might remember this verse. It's Isaiah 118, where Isaiah writes, or God talks about this. He says, though your your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though your sins are like scarlet, or like, it's the same word, tula, worm. They're like the scarlet worm, they shall be white as snow. So that worm was, you know, grinded up to make the scarlet color. Now, here's this idea. This this worm, this is like actually the science of this worm. This is what this worm does. It's very interesting. Uh, this worm, this, this the woman, when it, she was pregnant, when the worm was pregnant, um, she climbs a tree and it really attaches her body to that tree. Um, and she makes this like hard crimson shell. And then this worm will lay her eggs under her body, which she uses to protect you know, she uses the shell to protect the baby. And the baby worms are the larvae they hatch and they stay under the shell. And not only does the mo- mother die in this process, um, but she gives her bodies up for the babies to eat. Um, this just provides the baby's food. And so the babies feed on the living body of the mother, really. Um, and then the mother dies and it leaves this crimson stain on the wood. And a few days later, 
that crimson color turns to like whitish color and chaffs off the tree. Now, here's why this is so interesting. Jesus, um, for us, who was climbs the tree in a sense, who's on the tree, who takes our place, whose blood is shed, who stains this tree, the, tr- the tree of the cross is red, um, and then he dies for us. And Isaiah says, though your sins be like scarlet, they shall be made white as snow. Even for us, as we take communion, it's a way for us to symbolically remember the fact that we eat of his body, we drink of his blood, in a way just to remember the fact that by his stripes we are healed, that we have no, we part, you know, we have no fellowship with him unless Jesus said you do this. And so here, here is that idea. Um, the Bible could have used a different word for worm, which is rima. Uh, it means like maggot, but it uses this word tola, which is like crimson worm or, or scarlet worm. And really, I mean, if you read anyone on Psalm 22.6, you can like research this yourself. It's such a beautiful picture of this worm, how this worm climbs a tree, this scarlet worm dies, leaves, you know, a scarlet red light color on the tree so there can be new life, so her babies can live. And then it just chaffs off. And as, as again, I, like Isaiah said, though your sins are like scarlet, like they're red, I will make them white as snow. And so Jesus, who made a lot of I am statements, this is an interesting one, though he never said this, but this is David's almost perspective. I am a worm. I'm going to die on this wood, on this tree, so that there can be new life. I'm going to die. And though their skins are like scarlet, though it's stained red, they will be made white as snow. And this is what Jesus did for us. Now, David goes on to say in verse 7 and 8, and we'll just close with these verses. He says, all who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. This is what they say. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. I mean, do we not see like exactly how this took place at the cross? It's, I mean, it's not even just similar. It's like exactly the same way. Uh, David's like, I'm this worm. D- Jesus on this tree, is bleeding on the tree, leaving the tree just scarlet red. And then he says, all who see me, they mock me. They wag their uh, heads at me. They say he trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. That's in quotes in Psalm 22. And then in Matthew 27, it says this, all those who pass by Jesus, they wag their heads saying, you destroyed the temple and build it in three days. Save yourself. Uh, if you are the son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, likewise, the chief priests also mocking with the scribes and elders, they said the same thing. He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he's the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. They said the same exact thing. They said, uh, he trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him. I mean, they're wagging their heads and quoting Psalm 22, Jesus's enemies or the scribes, the Pharisees, those who want him crucified. It's so interesting that do they even know that they're just literally repeating history. They're repeating Psalm 22. So when Jesus, as we talked about on Monday, said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I mean, it draws everyone's attention now to that, that Psalm, the way he began it. And if you keep reading, you're going, oh my goodness, they wag their heads. They're mocking him. They're belittling him. He saved others. He can't save himself. He trusts in God. Why, why, you know, why can't he be delivered? Let him rescue him now. I mean, they're literally fulfilling Psalm 22. And here's just what I want to look at. I mean, their really, you know, complaint was, if he truly is the son of God, let him get down and we'll believe. If he saves himself, we will believe. But here's the problem. 
Um, he didn't. He didn't come down. Obviously, if he did, if Jesus uh, stayed on, or if Jesus came off the cross, then we wouldn't be saved. You see, he didn't save himself, so we could be saved. If he came down and saved himself, then we couldn't be saved. I'm so thankful he didn't, you know, like they're saying, you won't, you won't come down. And I'm so thankful he didn't say, let me show them, you know, and come down. The fact that he stayed is the fact that he paid for our sins. He didn't save himself so we could be saved. I'm so grateful that um, Jesus stayed on that cross so we could be saved. That Jesus didn't save himself because then we wouldn't have been you know, on the cross, Jesus said um, the statement, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do. And I mean, I can't even imagine just that whole scene of you're seeing Jesus, you're mocking him, you're belittling him, you're, you know, quoting Psalm 22, but you don't even know it. You're saying, come on, you trust in God, get down from there, save yourself. And Jesus is just, his humility is mind-blowing. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You know, there's so much we could look at the cross, but when we look at the scarlet worm, we are reminded of the fact that we are forgiven. We're reminded of the fact that though our sins were like scarlet, God has made them whiter than snow. We're reminded of the fact that Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. So the cross reminds me, one, that I am forgiven and there was a price paid, that a life was given so I could live. But um, two, the, the cross also reminds me that I need to forgive. I need to be a part of this. That as I've been forgiven, so I should forgive. And I think this idea of, you know, Holy Week or just looking, reflecting on the last few days of Jesus' life before his death and resurrection. I mean, there's this obviously points us to how one, we are forgiven, and yet um, we're also called to forgive. Now, here's what I want to even end with this thought. Everyone was looking at Jesus on the cross and, and there was like hatred, disgust. They're spitting on him, mocking him, belittling him. This is how they looked at Jesus, the Son of God. And there's a verse in Zechariah 12.10. Listen to this. It says, Then they will look on me. God's speaking. They will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. What an incredible statement and prophecy. In the book of Zechariah, they said, God's like, they'll look on me whom they pierced. They'll look on him So God, Father, Son, Spirit, they'll look on him as one who mourns for his only son and grieve for him. So he's saying, you know what? The first time they looked at me, mocked me, belittled me. But the next time they see me, they'll see me whom they pierced. um, And they'll grieve for him as one who grieves for a firstborn. One day they will look at Jesus and they will will mourn. Not just those who crucified him, but even those who, who reject him. They will see his piercings and realize, look what we've done. We've crucified, look what we've done. Um, and it says they'll just mourn. Listen again, church, for us, this is, um, we're just two days away from Good Friday. And this is a time for us to slow down, to remember the cross, to look at a, a psalm like Psalm 22 and reflect on this wonderful truth that Jesus became that scarlet worm, that he gave up his life so that we could live. And though our sins are like scarlet, God can make them whiter than snow. Listen, um, just want to remind you guys that Good Friday is in a couple of days. Please join us at 7 p.m. on Instagram Live and Facebook Live. We would love to have you just join us. We're going to do a little devotion and worship and nothing crazy, nothing 
you know, big production wise, but just a, a, a teaching looking at the cross and why the cross, why does that matter? So please join us. Um, also grab your communion elements for that because we are going to take communion and we're going to take it from home. Um, also, I would love, I mean, today's Wednesday and if you are listening to this today or tomorrow, Thursday, there's still time to make the video of hashtag Jesus changed my life and please go to our website under events. You'll see that and you can click on that and just read more about how you can share how really just Jesus changed your life and then invite people to listen to Easter service, invite them to hear about the gospel more in in detail. Um, And so we would love for you guys right now too, please, if you haven't, write down three names of people that you want to pray for, that you just are praying that God would save them. Write down those three names, pray over them um, and send them, text them the YouTube link or the live stream link and um, just let them know, hey, I'd love for you to join me at church, but we'd love for the gospel to get out in this way. Um, you guys, we love you. I love you. I miss everyone so much. It's still so weird for me to to do it this way, to do podcasts, not see you guys in person for weeks now, but we miss you. We love you. We're praying for you. Um, if this has been a blessing for you, if you would just share this with your friends, if you would subscribe to the podcast or rate the podcast, it just helps us get the word out. Um, remember, you can stay up to date um, at our website, theexchangechurch.cc. And please, please, please be in a Zoom group if you're not in one yet. That's it. Love you guys. God bless you. Have a great uh, rest of your day.